welcome back to, I guess, a special, kind of special uh, episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind, as it is our two-year podcast-aversary, pod-aversary. Happy pod-aversary to us. To us. Uh, So, yeah, this is our two-year, this is the week of our two, doing this for two years. So thanks, listeners, for everybody tuning in, sharing, subscribing, doing all those things to help us continue. uh, Thanks to Jeff Johnson for, you know, first kind of giving us the, because we had sort of talked about it and he's like, oh, yeah, you should do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks to Jeff Johnson and the the Renegades Rules team and everybody who's helped kind of keep this thing going. So thanks, everybody. Yeah. Uh, So as always, I'm here with Joey. Hi. Mike. Hey. Tom. Hi Ross and I'm Ross. Oh, thank you. Uh, so it's kind of in in the the vein of being in these recording sessions for two years. Uh, we've been having lots of conversations, so that was kind of the thing that I was thinking about. Is I think well, a couple of different veins of repeated conversations, regular reflection, uh, opportunities to kind of reflect with colleagues, but also the the idea of repetition for mastery mm-hmm. and something that you know I think we may have a couple different. It might be we may be talking about adult version, but also for children and building new skills. And so that idea that in order for especially young children to learn something, it needs to happen over and over and over and over and over and over yeah. again to the point where adults are like, oh, are you, we have to be done with this. Right. And I do hope that listeners don't feel, because in some ways I feel like we do have the same conversation every episode, because mm-hmm. there's certain <laughs> core things that keep coming up. Right. But at the same I mean, time, we just haven't mastered them yet. And, but we haven't mastered them yet, <laughs> so we're going to keep going. Um, hopefully, you'll stick with us. <laughs> yeah. But but it is that thing where I feel like we do kind of, things keep coming up, mm-hmm. and they're kind of the same thing. But um, but I know that as a teacher or as a you know as an adult with kids, there are times when I have to remind myself, mm-hmm. oh, they are still mastering this. Yeah. They need to repeat this. Um, Why are you doing that again? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it from a, the child standpoint of oh, yeah. what do we what do we really know to, from a developmental standpoint for either maybe those educators who are kind of like okay yep no you've had enough time go you know your turn is over or for parents who are like why can't my child get up why why is that repetition from a developmental standpoint such an important well, one piece? model I've heard and I trying to remember who I learned this from. Mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly know I learned it from uh, Sue Gainsley from High Scope, but I don't think it's a specifically High Scope uh, mm-hmm. thing. But they talk about, uh, she talked about when you're learning a skill, I mean, I think of my ukulele playing, which I will not do for the podcast, <laughs> so don't ask. But, you know, I kind of learned some you know basic chords and mm-hmm. learned those songs and had to, like, repeat them over and over. And so my fingers could start moving without me really thinking. Right. You know, all I'd have to do is look, oh, geez, next, and my fingers would go to it. And, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's all I had. And once I got to that point of that repetition, then I could sort of go to that. Now, what if I start doing a Beatles song that has these chords that aren't so common you know right. so now i'm throwing in those chords but then i do that song over and over mm-hmm. and learning that one and then oh you know so it kind of there was a repetition that allowed me to get so comfortable that i could also then add to it you know mm-hmm. and i think with kids that's a really important part of that yeah is they're gonna have to stack the building just up for a long time before they ever make a building that has different facets i guess mm-hmm. is the way to say it so i think i think when Children do such simple actions in such simple explorations. For instance, you know, I do. I, I think a lot about them around the sand and water table. Well, they're doing lots of pouring. 
Uh-huh. And they, right, pour, right. they pour over and over and over again. And I'm thinking, you know, what is what is the attraction of right. pour, pouring the sand from the table into a bucket and then keep going, keep going, just over and over again? And I think one of the problems is for adults is we don't remember what that yeah, what that's right. like for young children. It's like you trying to figure out the ukulele and the chords. They're they're trying to master just pouring. And once they uh, master one type of pouring, there'll be a different type of pouring. Right, right. Maybe it's backhanded pouring mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like yeah. The, but their actions are simple, and we 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 keep saying, well, God, you have already, you've already poured. What what right, what's, right. what's the What's the attraction here? But I argue that or I would maybe add that I don't. It's not even. I, I don't think it's only about the pouring. It's just mm-hmm. learning how your body makes makes sense of this motion, and you're learning how to distinguish between weight and volume, and how much can really fit in there. And, and I you're think not watching it move too. There's something mm-hmm. sad, just can I make I mean, it go down faster? Right. Yeah, visual right. tracking. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so, but I, but I think there's that that muscle memory that comes into play, and I was thinking about. As, a, as bipedal adults that are all able-bodied in this room, we don't think a lot about having to walk, putting one foot in front of the other. And we could walk and probably, you know, eat a sandwich or have a phone conversation, mm-hmm. and it's not going to result in us tripping and falling on our face, but trying to give a, a very, well, more, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen those mall videos of somebody looking right, at right, right, yeah. okay. Walking into the glass door, and that's that's more observation and kind of, but I, but I think if we, if you try to have a conversation and talk to a 18-month-old or a two-year-old while they're talk while they're walking and talking, let's say they're walking in front of you, and then you try to talk behind them and they turn their head, yep. they're gonna, oh even a three-year-old right. is going to do that. Yeah. So think about the the amount of repetition that's needed to master that skill because mm-hmm. I think it was it's a term again I don't know if it was started in that book but Cheryl McCarthy and Jill Connell's book. Moving child is a learning child. They talk about automaticity yeah. and how that we—that's that example that we as adults don't have to think right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, and right. maintaining balance and not falling forward or backward and being able to put a hop step in because I see the curb is coming. Right. But as a two-year-old, it's far more focus and energy right. on on this new skill. And I think that there's some things that are obvious yeah. like that with um, with walking or, you know, a lot of maybe bigger, big, big body or kind of large motor movements, but fine motor stuff of writing or lacing cards or tying your shoelaces or doing your jacket zipper. Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of like, <laughs> I see it happen a lot with, I can't do my zipper. And well, we've been working on this for a couple of days now going, oh yeah, this is a really tricky one because... Developmentally, you're working. Has the opposite motions from both hands. Opposite motions, and your body. You're just. You've just figured out the bigger kind of core of your body. Now we're getting to the details of your fingertips, and that takes a lot of work. Right, and just because they've done it Mm -hmm. once, even if they get it done once, the idea that they could do it every time is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's easy to forget as an adult how Mm -hmm. things that are so automatic for us. But yeah, then there's also the aspect of once you have um, mastered something. That feels good. Mm-hmm. So then the repetition right. is right. like, check me out. So I just figured out I can jump off the third step. Well, that's pretty great. I didn't know I could jump off the third step. Yeah. Like, but now I have to show every single person well, who just, walks in It just feels room. good. Yeah. Like right. I, I succeeded at this thing or, I, right. you know. It's time to celebrate. Yeah. Someone right. just the other day showed me like how much her shirt twirled out when she did a spin. You know, I'm mm-hmm. guessing she probably did that no right. less than 20 times that day sure. because that just 
felt good. She figured right. out that that was the right shirt. She knew how to do the twirl. And, you know, so, I mean, I think some repetition is based in what joy. Absolutely. You know, just, just feeling, feeling good. That, that, sat- can, well, that satisfaction that you can do something. To go back to Mike's point about you learning the ukulele, like once you've got the G, C, and E chords. You don't chords, stop playing the ukulele. Like, got it. Smash the ukulele and on to the next, you know, right, new yeah, instrument. Okay, like you're going to keep now playing. it's accordion time. You're, exactly. I think that, as you said, Joey, that point of it being joyful, that emotional sense of, well, now I have this. Because we know children are insatiable with their desire to learn and discover new things Mm -hmm. but then they want to keep using it and they want to keep either fine-tuning or gaining more information so yeah i think there's that that's it feels good to learn new things well like tom to reinforce what tom was talking about and other variables change they're not just pouring they were pouring sand they were using the scoop with a handle they were using the big scoop they were using the little scoop now it's water now they're right, on the other right. side of the table. So you know what what also looks like repetition might have more nuance. Right. Than well, what I you think, think. That, I think that's one of the ways that um, they develop anyway. Because once you've mastered something, like you said, Ross, mm-hmm. then you're going to try something else. And you mm-hmm. said it too about right, the ukulele. Right. Because if you just stay at the repetition stage, right. You're you're kind of stagnating. Right. They 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 repeat 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 until they master. Yeah. And then they'll try it in a different environment. So, uh, you know, yeah, when you, you thought about when you when you talked about the joy, the person jumping from the third step, I had steps in my classroom all the time. Some kids would do it the first step and then they go to the second step, then go to the third step. Some kids would turn around backwards and jump yep. mm-hmm. off of the step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was the repetition, but then the mastery and the... And then the raising of the, the challenge, gr- mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Because there's, that, there's a whole social piece to that that it, that then plays into right. you know, being observable, observing. Right. But I was thinking, Joey, too, that I think it's joyful. But I think, and I realize I I talk a lot about trust in in, in the episodes. But there's that now that I've got this skill, I can predict. I can I can yes. I can feel right. good yes. that I know this skill. So like. Even the subtlety of pouring your juice or your water yes. or your milk at snack time. I know what's going to happen, and that feels good. We've right. talked about that at some point, because, talking about repeating. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I know that we've all had that child who is reluctant to pour, or like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And right. you can see the nervousness. But then once they get it, they go, I did it. Right. And can, I pour yours? can I pour, pour yours? yours? Yeah. Can I pour yours? And yeah. Then, but then there's not that, there's not the worry at specifically yeah. at snack time. Like, is this going to spill? Is it going to go all over? Right. And it still might, but then you you know that you've given and then them. Then once the, they learn to wipe, then they want to wipe up everybody's spell too, it, right? Right. Like, but I think there's that, and I, I'm seeing a parallel between why children want to hear the same song every time, or why they I was just the thinking movie. of how comfort. adults like to exactly. hear the same song. I mean, how many adults like think, you know, when you're down, you probably have a, f- a few songs that right. you want to hear, or for right. me, car trip or something like that, where I know I've got eight hours ahead of me. Right. I want to start with songs that. I don't even have to think about. It. I know all the words. Yep. And you know, I've known them since seventh right. grade or whatever. Like I'm gonna choose things that are yeah familiar and there's a comfort in that. So of course kids are gonna want that right. too. And and especially like with songs, that's half the fun is will it's I not wanna, will I wanna ride with you for eight Oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> are you well, okay with my... Aerosmith? No. <laughs> But I th- but I do think it's that <laughs> We'll that... do folk music. I can do that too. Okay. Right. But it... <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally lost <laughs> well, but, sorry guys no no I, th- I think um, but I think repetition leads to mastery and joy mm-hmm. and trust and comfort mm-hmm. and it's, those are key ingredients to raising those kind of strong confident 
children yep. to become young adults. And so, so I think there's that because we as adults still do that. Like we're, for cooking, if you've try if you're trying to master a recipe from one of the cooking shows you're gonna keep doing it and if you if you like it if you're right. if you're motivated to do it well then you're willing to put the so work in we've talked a lot about the kids was, what's the what's the adults role in supporting I, that you know I, I, was I was just wondering why does it bother adults right if we know if it's so obvious not so obvious but i mean you know we do it and it's pretty right. easy to see why what are, what are the things that are repeated that bother like why you know why do we put it down and why do we Wish right. they didn't. Go ahead, Mike. I think some of it is like the the sort of um, like competitiveness of parenting, or or even teaching of like you already learned that. Let's move to the next thing. Like as if like we have to move up this ladder of things to know. Yeah. And I the think quicker that's you, some of it. The quicker mm-hmm. you get there, the more advanced you are, and the better off. Right. You're it's a race. Be. Education's a race, mm-hmm. and we all know that. Right. You know. I mean, not that I'm not saying that. That was sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> In case it didn't come across that way. No, but I do think there's there is a certain feel, and maybe it's the teacher feeling better. But like I'm doing my job because this child's now learned ten things instead of two things, and they mm-hmm. keep repeating. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see what you're saying, Mike. But Joey was talking more about why do we get why 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 does it annoy why, us? Why, why, why does why, it bother why, us? Why would you well, stop jumping off that step? Yeah, and. I, I, because it, it, those kinds of yeah. things, it happens all the time. It's true. Even even if you're open like we are to big body play, at some point in time we're thinking, ah, what are you? Or, or <laughs> are you, you going to over this? Or are you stuck? I think that's right. another question. Uh-huh. Is it an idea like can you? Are you able to go past this? So I think that for me, the one thing that Joey that made me think is actually two different questions that come up. Tom, your point of that they might not have the skill or the confidence down yet so that we're assuming we've we've forgotten as adults how hard it is to learn these things because for us to learn a new skill it could probably not take as long. So maybe we've we've forgotten as adults what it how much mm-hmm. repetition is needed for childhood and I would argue that in a, maybe a classroom setting or from the parent me, adults, I have a different agenda. I need you to do this now because we got to go. I can't give you this time to keep repeating and doing. So mm-hmm. your repetition is ruining my agenda, whether that's my daily schedule, the mm-hmm. lesson plan yeah. that right. I had in mind, mm-hmm. or that, no, we do have to get to the doctor's appointment. I think that, so I feel like there's times when maybe just developmentally adults forget or just aren't aware of why, how much repetition is actually needed to make that work. And I remember um, it was a story I you know, was thinking about as I went to a conference with Lisa Murphy and she talked about one of her children years ago who they were doing color mixing. And I, I would use this example of my student teachers about how children need to repeat to do mm-hmm. to really solidify content and concepts. And shaving cream, blue and yellow, uh, watercolor, and they'd put it in a Ziploc bag and they'd mix it up. And she was doing this at a keynote, a national keynote years ago. And I, it's something that stuck with me this whole time because she's describing how this girl keeps opening a Ziploc, shaving cream, blue and yellow, green, next bag, blue and yellow, green, next bag. And you could, I could hear the audible like <gasps> growing right, right. In, in the audience. And yeah, the teen, she goes, yep, teachers, you can see that money just going away. Yep. And she ended up making, I think it was like 37 or 42 and in the middle of it, the, Lisa had asked this child, like, what are you doing? She said, I'm still making green. Right. And she keeps going. And then when she got to that massive pile, right. she got up, she walked away and said, okay, I'm all done. And that child had the opportunity to really believe 
that blue and yellow is going to make green every time. And maybe right. internally it took that many trials and it can be hard for adults to sit there and go, oh man, that's a lot of material gone or right. that's a lot of time wasted. But to that child, I, w- I, would, I would wonder if they felt right. it was wasted time. And it doesn't be, have to always be material. It doesn't. Yeah. Because no. I, I yeah. had a child who did um, the Lego train every time he came in. Mm-hmm. And he would do the Lego train, Lego train, Lego train. And his parent, the parent right. came to me and said, it's, you know, is this this is all he does. I mean, I'm kind of worried. I said, that's fine. I mean, this, right. this, is, this is how he's gaining confidence in the room. And by, you know, after two or three or four months, he moved on. Right. But he had to do the train every time. Right. Mm-hmm. He had to and repeat and repeat because that was his, it's, I don't know, maybe it was like a comfort, to, uh, like right. a blanket. It or yeah. It's like that favorite song. The consistency was there. I know how to do this. Yeah, right. and we've, we've talked about routines and traditions. And so yeah. that is a, yeah, there is that. Right. Yeah. That I, I, and I do think it's okay to, to let them start with that comfort, but you might be the one who kind of helps them. Gently extend. It might be just adding a few new materials and in the train box. Don't you think sometimes that their or... repetition is no longer interesting to us? We can't learn anything else. Absolutely. He drives that train in the circle the same way every day. I've seen him do it. Oh, look, he's doing it exactly the same. So the lack of novelty to us as adults then becomes not interesting. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and right. then, and then we, that's, I think, when we start putting it down to wishing they would do something different. Because right. we're not learning anything new from watching them either. So obviously, theoretically, I mean, obviously, they can't be learning anything. Right. Yet. So yeah. what? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where we get kind of bored of it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. I, so I think it's it's just one of those areas I think that can happen, and if we take it away, I think we're doing that detriment. Tom, you're like, what would what would that child's experience in your classroom have been had you said, all right, mom and dad said no more Lego train after one week. We need to do something else. Like what? We don't know, but you know what? What confidence or what comfort, what trust, what joy does he have coming into your room, knowing that I can do the thing that I need to do, and then I can do the other things that I'm right. ready for? Well, he doesn't even know that exactly there, that there's that other thing until he's comfortable in the room. And the way he he became comfortable in the room is being able to play with that Lego right. train every time. Yeah. Right. So it has something to do with our empathy for what the child is experiencing mm-hmm. like from we want to see from their perspective not the repetition from our perspective right just like for those of you who if you've had a kid as a parent who's learning the violin they have to get through the thing and they're going to slowly hear the difference as they get better at right. it and it is hard to be the one in the other room but you have to trust like they're getting something out of this right um yeah and just yeah trust trust in the child i guess mm-hmm. they're yeah. repeating mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. reason yeah and trusting so. i think trusting development yeah i think that's other things like mm-hmm. trust there's a reason yeah. why the, the the repetition isn't there from children to just be jerk or just to push your buttons it's because i really need this to learn more right. mm-hmm. and i felt like this conversation has been great to really get us to learn more and, to, and what a way to kind of celebrate two years together so and someday thanks. we might master it right we, we might. might someday then what will we do yeah <laughs> Oh, dreams. We'll get sponsored and we'll go remote locations. There you go. Uh, but uh, thanks, everybody, for this con- this conversation and, and, and the past, thanks and for the past two, two years. years. Yeah, thanks. thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.